0: Welcome, Pewter Report readers, viewers, and listeners to a brand new edition of the Pewter Report podcast, energized by Celsius, the official energy drink of Pewterreport.com. Want to give a shout out to everybody watching us on this Tuesday afternoon. We got another great topic to get into as we will be talking about did the Bucks get fast enough this offseason? The Bucks went in with a clear-cut objective. This offseason, back when we spoke to Jason Light at the uh, NFL Combine in Indy. He said they wanted to get faster, and they want to build in the trenches. So we will talk about both of that on today's show, specifically the speed part of it. I'm your host, Matt Matera. Joined with me is SR Scott Reynolds from pewterreport.com. Scott, how are you on this Tuesday afternoon?
1: I'm doing great, Matt. I feel the need, the need for speed. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so... Pretty excited to talk about this show. Uh, yesterday's podcast was amazing, probably the best one we've ever done. We're already about a minute and a half into this one, and I'm feeling like this could be the best Peter Report podcast ever. So hang on, buckle up. Uh, it's going to get fast, right? It's going to be the fastest 55 minutes that you folks have ever experienced. We're talking about speed. This is a faster Buccaneer team, Matt. Todd Bowles talked about it at the end of the season. Jason Light talked about it at the beginning of the offseason. They want to get faster on offense and defense, and I really think they accomplished that objective. Now, a couple kind of speeds to talk about, right? There's the 40-yard dash speed, the underwear Olympic speed. You and I are there at the Combine every year in Indianapolis, and we see the track stars. Sometimes that translates to football speed. Sometimes it doesn't. But uh, I think by and large, what we've seen out there on the grass, and that's where it counts, is a faster football team on both sides of the ball, and uh, we're going to use forty-yard dash times as a measurement of that. Um, there, you know, some players like like Levante David. Matt, guess how fast Levante David ran uh, at his pro day and at the combine coming out of Nebraska.
0: Oh man, um,
1: he's a fast um, linebacker, right? Yeah, yeah. Great covers linebacker. Yeah,
0: yeah. I'm, I'm gonna say like a four, five, six.
1: Close, flip those numbers around a four, six, five. Okay. Right. But he plays faster than he times, right? Yes. Jerry Rice, the best receiver of all time, uh, was was not a four three guy, not a four four guy. Um, you might have been in the four fives, four sixes, but yet he just had that football speed. Sometimes guys uh, lose some speed when the pads come on. Yes. Sometimes That's guys keep their speed uh and can run just as fast in the pads. So uh, we're going to use forty-yard dash times as a measurement. Um, you know, if you ask Jamel Dean, he's still the fastest Buccaneer. I think we have a clip of him talking about that. Let's go ahead and uh, and play that that now.
0: You know, I'm always
1: fast, so, <laughs> so you know, I'm just trying to like speed up my game. Process. So I'm seeing the game better. I'm more confident now. So I'm just looking forward to how the season goes. Jamel, are you still the fastest Buccaneer? Oh, well, definitely, man. on yeah, the okay. be you know Is there anybody <laughs> close? Trey Palmers
0: got kind of a best point in time is there any newcomers that have oh no they it's kind of hard to see people from
1: behind when they're behind me so <laughs> so That's- there's there's Gmail dean right there bragging about how he's still the fastest buccaneer
0: yeah that video i think has to go up there in the pewter report video hall of fame just yeah. like because i played that one multiple times uh the other one with Jamel Dean with the cream skull, he's like, no jersey swap, no yes. jersey swap, not giving anything away. <laughs> yeah, I might have to start building that, the Pewter Report video clip Hall of Fame, because Jamel Dean definitely has a couple of in there, but rightfully so. He is yeah. one of the fastest players on the team. I know we've asked other uh, players that have come on the show uh, about that, and Jamel Dean's always in that conversation. And But Jamel's been here for a little bit. I think the key for the Bucs was to add to that, because as I mentioned earlier, they wanted to add speed. They want yeah. to build in the trenches because Jason light had a famous line. He's like, if I could, I, every pick I would make would be on the offensive or defensive line. But obviously right. you can't do that. And he also wanted the team to get younger in yeah. general. And I think we definitely saw that. Obviously, with these draft picks, naturally, you're going to get younger. But, uh, you know, yep. before they relied a lot on a veteran presence, not as much now. There are still plenty of veterans to, to look up right. to on this team, but there has to be a youth movement. And usually when you're younger, you're faster as well. Yeah. And that's where the bucks find themselves, uh, heading into training camp soon.
1: Yeah. Matt, um, uh, you know, I hate to put you on the spot like this, but, uh, do you know who the longest tenured Buccaneer was? Do you know who played for the Buccaneers? The longest.
0: Levante David. Or are, you, are you talking about like of all time?
1: Of all time. Yeah.
0: Oh man. Uh, <sighs> Can I get a hint? Can I get like a, a
1: decade? <laughs> I will give you a hint. Yes, the the hint is, uh, he is next Monday's guest ah, okay. on the Pewter Report <laughs> podcast, talking about the one and only, soon to be Hall of Famer, Bucks legend Rondé Barber, right here at four o'clock. I mean, technically, he's a Hall of Famer right now. He's yeah, he's he's got the you know the the proclamation of being a Hall of Famer, but he actually gets enshrined in Canton on August fifth, and I will be there representing Pewter Report at Rondé Barber's in in, uh, in Canton, Ohio. So, Rondé Barber is going to be our guest Monday at 4 o'clock. So, make sure that you set your pewter clocks to, uh, to 4 o'clock. And, um, and, and uh, don't miss that show. That's going to be a great show. While we're at it, let's just talk about tomorrow's show, right? We're talking about Bucks Over Unders. Uh, that's 7 o'clock tomorrow night, uh, Wednesday, 7 o'clock. And then Thursday... Uh, you're gonna have Josh Capo on Matt. You and yeah. Josh are gonna be talking about how Baker Mayfield fits the Bucks offense. So Josh did a deep dive into Baker Mayfield uh, a week or so ago on PewterReport.com. Great article with some video clips. But now he's gonna be talking about it with you and all you Pewter people about how Baker Mayfield is really, actually, a pretty good fit for this offense. So um, and don't forget on Monday, Rondé Barber, Bucks legend, Hall of Famer, um, number twenty. He's going to be uh, on the Peter Report podcast at 4 o'clock. So
0: yeah, I exciting that, lineup here. Yeah, that is, it's so awesome. Very excited to have Rondé Barber on the show. And a great list of episodes coming up of the Peter Report podcast yeah. to really roll and parlay into uh, training camp, which is yes. coming up next week. But also, Scott, there's a bit of Peter Report podcast history and background with Rondé Barber. Because we've been lucky enough. We've had some awesome guests on the show. Warren yes. Sapp. Hall of Famer's been on the show before. And I could be mistaken. We might have to ask Trevor of this. But for the for quite a while in my early mm-hmm. days of pewterreport.com, we would do like Pewter Report podcast, episode 120 part one. And yes. then it'd be episode 120 part <laughs> yes. two. And it got all the way up to like episode 120 part 35 or whatever it was. Right. And I'm pretty sure we kept kind of doing the part 15, 16, 17, whatever. Because we wanted a milestone episode to be Rondé Barber coming on the show. And obviously, plans change and things move on. I
1: think that was right. So I think – Could have been.
0: Because for for a long time, Report readers and listeners and now viewers, people would ask, why is there the part 15? Why is there the part 16, 17? And it was because we wanted to get Rondé (laughs) Barber on the show. So we are – finally yes. getting around to we can move on to ask, the next number 35 and getting back to the next episode so <laughs> it just that just you know that crossed my mind and i i, I wanted to get that i across think that's right i'm
1: 51 people. i'm really old and i forget things but that that sounds right i'm gonna go with it so yeah it's yeah. we it's may plausible. have to ask
0: trevor sykema so uh, yes yeah, i'm gonna try to exactly. get confirmation on that
1: yeah so we got uh we got uh, a lot of uh excitement about that um also working on yeah that's right also working on um mike Allstott talking with mike and trying to find a day so we're yeah we've had a pretty good lineup you know yes. I'll, I'll tell you a lot of buccaneer fans that kind of dip out during the summer i get it right the wives might get on you and say you know football season not here yet you know and you got to take the vacations of the family and, and i get that but we've had a hell of a summer here at pewter report uh, on the podcast and our website with content so thanks for everybody all you Peter people for tuning in and for reading our content as well um, it's, it hasn't been as dry as it has been in, in other summers. And so I think that's a tribute to you guys. And also too, for the guests that, uh, JC Allen's helped us get and, and, um, you know, and, and have some really good podcast content over the summer. So hope you've enjoyed it. Uh, the good news is, uh, we get training camp in just about a week, Matt, a week from tomorrow.
0: I know. I almost can't believe it. And it's so, so it's so funny because like some teams already have, like rookie is reporting today and you might be wondering why how come the bucks uh, how come the bucks aren't doing training camp just yet well yeah. some teams elected not to do mini camp and OTAs yes. i think more OTAs for whatever reason you know everyone has their own method to their madness the bucks obviously did have OTAs and and mini camp and mandatory right. minicamp. camp so Um, you know they got that work in already and they're starting a week later it's not like they're going to be missing a uh, a ton of time so for those angry with Todd Bowles or whoever it's all right they already put in a lot of work there's a very very long way to go with this team and I don't think showing up one week later is necessarily gonna gonna hurt the Bucs this year
1: yeah and so we had uh, we had a a comment here now that Scotty Miller is gone um Jamal Dean is the fastest. Jamal Dean was actually faster than Scotty Miller. Scotty Miller, I believe, was a 4-4 guy, not a 4-3 guy. I could be mistaken. I should probably should probably Google that and look that up.
0: Yeah. But, uh, but his 40 yard dash was tougher to find too, because he yes. wasn't at the combine and the bowling green right. forty yard dash was you know, it's not out on display like if LCU has their pro day. So yeah, yeah, a little bit of a mystery with the Scotty Miller one. Yeah,
1: appreciate that, Charlie. Thanks for that. Uh we have, we have a hell of a team here at Pewter Report. I mean, we've got uh, we have more Pewter Reporters than we ever have, uh, some yeah. great contributors. It's awesome reading different content from Matt, from Sly, from Josh, from JC, from Bailey. Uh, James Hill has been a great addition. So yeah, um, am I forgetting anybody? We have so many people. I, I forget sometimes how many people we have. On
0: no, yeah. <laughs> Pretty sure that's it. We got a couple of uh, side contributions yeah. uh, here and there. But, um, yeah, yeah, appreciate our team. Scott, you obviously spearheaded and. We wouldn't be able to do it without you. So, uh, yeah, kudos to, to SR.
1: Well, uh, Idzik has been – he was a great guest. He was. Uh, yeah, Brad Idzik was was fantastic. So, uh, yeah. Uh, we're going to continue this during the the season as well. We've kind of built such a, such a you know, kind of a, a string here of getting Buccaneer legends like Rondé Barber, players like Rashad White, uh, Jose Ramirez was the latest, coaches like Dave Canales and Brad Idzik, i uh, going to get Todd Bowles on the podcast. Try to get Tony Dungy, former Buccaneer, on the podcast. Even going to try to get John Gruden, who's back here in Tampa now, on the podcast at some point. Uh, we'll always have Warren Sapp whenever we want him. Yeah. And Derek Brooks as well. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I'm going to you know, try to get some face time with, with some of the Hall of Famers out there in Canton, uh, guys like John Lynch, Rondé Barber, uh, obviously we're having on. Uh, those guys are going to be there for Rondé's induction, but Derek yeah. Brooks as well. And um, try to try to get them on and uh, talk a little Buccaneer glory days as well as some Buccaneer, you know, current stuff. It'd be fun to get John Lynch on the, the week prior to the Bucks 49ers game. Yeah.
0: So yeah. I'm going to try
1: to make that happen. That'll be I, I got John's number. We'll try to doubt. We, 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 we had a good conversation with John. At the we last did at NFL the, uh, the
0: NFL owners meetings last year when it was in Palm Springs. I think this year it's in Orlando. So glad to yeah. see it back in the uh, in the Florida area. And also I yeah. uh, just want to tease this real quick. Uh, one of the fun things about training camp that we do is the training camp diaries where we yes. talk to a veteran player and a rookie player coming in and just a teaser. I won't give away any names uh, no. just yet, but I think you guys are going to be very, very happy with the uh, the players that we plan on uh, talking with during the training camp diary.
1: We got some big guns this year. Yeah. Some big boys lined up for, for this year. We had Rashad White last year on offense, Pat O'Connor on defense. What we try to do is we try to get some different perspectives with these training camp diaries. Try to uh, We try to get one offensive player, one defensive player. And then yeah. one of those guys, we want to be a rookie to get their perspective. Uh, last year was an offensive rookie in Rashad White. And then we, we go with uh, the other guy, but whether it's offense or defense. In this case, it was defense, Pat O'Connor. We try to get uh, a veteran. So Kind of get different perspectives of training camp you know Pat O'Connor's kind of a fringe guy every year he's got to make it on special teams mm-hmm. as a stalwart he gets some great content last year and of course Rashad white uh, was was a big time um, you know uh, player for the Buccaneers now rb one on the Buccaneer team so we've had some really cool guys we had Scotty Miller a couple years ago he yeah. was a really good get um, trying to think who else yeah think I, I remember
0: I, I remember transcribing a lot of yeah of Kevin Minter Miller's
1: was film. good. Yes, was, yes. He, I think Kevin really Minter good. and
0: Scotty Miller were the same year. Because, yeah, again, exactly. that was like early on for me at Peter yeah. Report. Speaking of Rashad White, he's just the media darling now. He's on WDAE today. Obviously, he's been on yeah. the Peter Report podcast multiple times. He's going on like the Weather Channel tomorrow, um, <laughs> early in <laughs> the morning. Awesome. So <laughs> Rashad White is, yeah. is all over the place. I so absolutely love it. Make sure you check yep. out his YouTube channel uh, again because uh, uh, I'll he, tell you I what, before pushing that.
1: Before we dive into today's uh, show, um, I've got a cool little video to show you uh, about the the newest flavor of Celsius. So check this out. The there's that uh, new flavor that oh my gosh oh sorry guys I, I don't want to mislead you <laughs> that's the Oasis vibe it's one of my favorite flavors sparkling prickly pear and lime it's fantastic but I honestly misspoke that's not the newest flavor the newest flavor is boom oh Co- cosmic vibe that's right sparkling fruit punch and we have some on our way to us Matt to check out for the pewter yeah. people so uh, it is the brand new flavor, like new, 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 new. And uh, supposedly it's awesome. So we're excited to, to try that. Be on the lookout for that. So uh, if you want to find out where you can get Celsius, you see a little scroller at the bottom here. Visit Celsius.com. Click on the store locator to find where Celsius is sold near you. Guess what? I literally ran out of Celsius today. I have a shipment on the way from Amazon. I did the prime deals. It hasn't come yet. Uh, I could not start my day. I had to. I already knew where it was, but originally I clicked on the store locator at Celsius.com. I punched in, um, you know, my address and uh, Nutrition Smart popped up. You have health and nutrition stores. You've got convenience stores, grocery stores, and something Matt Bittera turned me on to up there in New York. They call it a...
0: A little something, something called a bodega.
1: Bodega. Yeah. So I went there and I, I bought an entire uh, case of Celsius. They were buy one, get one half off. So I saved some money, which is awesome. And didn't have the cosmic vibe yet, but I got some Oasis vibe. Um, I got kind of like a variety pack. I got the orange. I got the lemon lime right there. Uh, I grabbed a couple of the vibes as well. The original vibes, tropical vibe, Arctic vibe, peach vibe, just awesome stuff. Essential energy to power your day. Either get you going in the morning, keep you awake in the afternoon at work, or power your workout with Celsius, the official energy drink of Pewter Report.
0: I cannot wait to try that new flavor, especially a uh, little uh, tropical punch in there. I think, yeah, yeah, very, good. very excited about that. one. I already yeah. got the email about the Celsius coming; should be yeah. here soon. So I'm excited, very happy about that. Celsius makes you go fast. At least it, it does. does for me when when I have. It. So let's talk about some of the uh, the speedy, fast players. And yeah, um, it, kind of what we talked about, Scott, with box wanted to get faster, wanted to get younger. I think they accomplished that a lot through mm-hmm. the draft, specifically. I think somewhat in free agency too. Yeah. But I mean, let's let's start with the guy that was on the uh, the cover today of, yeah. of of the photo. Let's
1: let's go offense. Okay. Let's let's take yeah. a look here. So these are the fastest Buccaneers um, on offense, uh, according to again, we're we're looking at this through the lens of forty yard dash times, right? But that's Trey Palmer, runs a four three three, and all of the guys in red are the guys that were here. That are, yep. that are veteran players, either a second-year guy like Devin Tompkins, who's the second-fastest Buccaneer on offense, or you've got older guys like Mike Evans, who's also in red. But then the the orange guys, the guys in orange, are those are newcomers this year. So you have Trey Palmer. Uh, you have David Moore, other wide receiver. Uh, Rakeem Jarrett, who's an undrafted free agent. David Moore's a veteran, spent some time with the Bears, the Seahawks. Tay Barber from TCU. Rakeem Jarrett from Maryland. Ryan Miller from Furman, who was a tight end, but he's kind of small, so he's mm-hmm. he's a bigger wide receiver. Chase Edmonds, the new running back. So you can just see that list right there. And, uh, you know, not everyone's going to make this this team, right? We feel pretty good about yeah. Trey Palmer making it, uh, probably Devin Tompkins. Maybe he's on the practice squad again if he doesn't catch on in the preseason. But you've got uh, Rashad White, Keyshawn Vaughn, the running backs, and, of course, Godwin and, and Evans uh, and Russell Gage, too. So, an interesting look there, but there's there's a couple of these guys, probably three, on this list of newcomers, Matt, that that stand a pretty decent chance of making the team.
0: Yeah, uh, w- without question. I mean, when we had David, uh, sorry, uh, when we had Coach Isaac on a couple of a uh, couple weeks ago, he spoke very highly about guys like Raheem Jarrett and um, and you know Cade uh, Warner as well. A couple of these guys and. With the way that this offense is going to be utilized and how it's going to be pushing the ball more horizontally than vertically, more than anything else, even some of the guys that were here last season, such as Devin Tompkins that we were talking about, yes, Devin Tompkins was on the team last year and was a kick returner. And, you know, Kalen Geiger was on the practice squad. But I don't think that their speed was used in the best way possible. Right. You know, because they... They're not going to win a lot of their one-on-one opportunities. Yes, they can burn people deep, but you have yeah. to show a little bit more than that. Now you add Trey Palmer into the mix—the uh, you know the their late-round draft pick, yeah. along with Raheem Jarrett, so, some of the other guys. Tay Barber as well. I have mm-hmm. really liked him during. And granted, yeah, no pads, all that stuff. But you know, in OTAs and minicamp and everything, I really like what I've seen from Tay Barber and uh, you know Trey Palmer as well. Yeah, this speed. It's a different type of speed that I think is going to stay when the shoulder pads come on. Because they are not going to get crazy tired just going on a mesh route or a slam, right. anything like that. Like, yes, you have a little bit more on it, but I don't think that's going to derail a type of route that you're going to run versus going 15 yards down the field and then running a post or a skinny or whatever, whatever you want it to be. So the inclusion of the speed in small, limited spaces I think is so important for what Dave Canales is going to run where in the past, and we saw it last year when Mike Evans got suspended and Chris Godwin was hurt and Russell Gage was on one. Yeah. one the Bucs were screwed on offense because they, they, really they had no one to throw it to. Yeah, it was and a much Brady,
1: slower team last year. You know, Very, very
0: slow. It almost felt like they were stuck in the mud at times. Mm-hmm. And I think that's why the, the running game obviously struggled as much as it did. And, you know, just the speed. Clearly, Tom Brady didn't have speed, but the speed of – making the defense go side to side because Baker Mayfield's got to roll out to his right. That's yeah. another dimension of speed that, yes, it's not like a 100-mile-per-hour fastball or 4'3", right. 40-yard dash, but it, it just gets your mind thinking so much for the opponent that I think it's going to hurt the opponent in a lot of different yeah. ways. And it starts with Trey Palmer at wide receiver and some of these smaller guys that right. maybe wouldn't have been effective last year, but they can be really effective this season.
1: I agree, Matt, and I think we're going to see more yards after catch too. I think I think that's really where the speed is going to is going to take hold because in the Bruce Arians offense, right, you had that vertical element, right, which is the go routes. We we all saw, you know, what Mike Evans did against the Panthers. We saw what he yeah. did against Jalen Ramsey and those go routes. Big Mike still has some wheels, right? Um, but the thing is, is uh, some of of the other route concepts within the Bruce Arians offense, uh, those you know those uh, outs, right, where mm-hmm. you're you're running that angle route and you you're catching the ball by the sidelines
0: not hey it's kaylee cuoco for priceline ready to go to your happy place for a happy price well why didn't you say so just download the priceline app right now and save up to 60 percent on hotels so whether it's cousin kevin's kazoo concert in kansas city go kevin or becky's bachelorette bash in bermuda you never have to miss a trip ever again so download the priceline app today your savings are waiting Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, price Priceline.
1: Designed to get a whole bunch of yards after catch. Uh, We also saw the comebacks and the curls, right? Well, whenever you catch a comeback or a curl route, your your face is to the quarterback, but your back is to the end zone. So once you catch the ball, now you have to turn around, right? Locate the DB, make him miss, right? Or try to break a tackle and then and then you get your yards after catch. And that's why for guys like like Chris Godwin last year, who was not as explosive and guys like Mike Evans, those routes, you know, and, and sometimes Mike would even get criticized for catching a, a route like that, um, you know, get picking up a first down and kind of falling down, right. Yeah. Rather than getting yards after catch. But now these routes, and we've seen some of these, these concepts, whether it's a mesh concept or whether it's. Uh, a, a deep crosser, you know, a, a, a skinny post, et cetera, that Dave Canales has, uh, has brought with him from Seattle, it allows these guys to catch the ball on the move. And they may not initially be going down the field. In other words, they, they might, uh, you know, be running like a, a shallow crosser where, you know, there is some depth, but then you're coming across the field and, and then you're looking for that breaking point where you, you catch the ball and then you can take it upfield and turn. But the thing is, you're making the catch at or close to full speed, Matt, and I think that's a big difference rather than the comebacks and the curls where you're essentially stopping, whether you're finding yeah. a hole in zone or you know you slam the brakes on in man coverage, and and now you have to turn and accelerate again. And for a guy like Mike Evans, he has long speed, but he is not one of those guys you throw uh, wide receiver screens to unless he's down there about the one or two yard line, then he can just stretch over the yeah, goal line. Yeah, he's, already he's six there. five, right? <laughs> But but I, I think that's where we're going to see this team get faster, and and where guys like Trey Palmer, he's not going to have to be just a, a vertical guy like like a, uh, a Scotty Miller was. Yeah, where he's got more to his game, and we're going to see some of that. Um, you know, wide receiver screens not as predictable as the Chris yes. Godwin ones that we saw <laughs> under Leftwich, but just use use these receivers in a different way to get them catching the ball at full speed and as either Dave Canales – I think Dave Canales said. Maybe it was Idzik. We're going to see some end-arounds, probably a yes. little bit more than we have in years past.
0: Yeah, Brad Isaac was saying that Mike Evans ran an end-around. It was like, what what the hell am I doing? Because, yeah. you know, Mike – I remember Mike <laughs> ran one end-around in a game, and everyone was like, oh, my goodness. Like, what is I, going on there? I believe
1: it was against the Giants. There were back-to-back That's- end-arounds. Chris Godwin ran one yeah. one way. Evans ran one the next. It was honestly – the most creative drive I've ever seen from Byron life, which it was the best. And I'm like, why can't you do more of this?
0: Yeah. And and that's a lot. What Brad Isaac spoke about when, when he had him on the show and he was talking about the footwork and he said, the footwork is so important because of all the different motions and guys are going to be lining up in different places. Like he talked about with Mike and Chris specifically, he said, everyone has to get the footwork down because there's such a big element of disguise and surprise where, We can line up in three or four different formations but have the same type of route being run, and the defense isn't going to know who's running what because everything very much looks the same. So to your point about the yards after the catch, I think what we're going to see more than anything is just players catching the ball in stride, and that goes to everything that you mentioned about, you know, when you make the catch but you're already facing the quarterback. If that defender's on you right away, it's going to be very, very difficult to – break that tackle when the person's behind you. So catching the ball in stride is going to be huge. The big thing the Bucs were missing last year that they were so great at in 2020 and 2021 was the big splash plays, everything going big down the field. And what I think everyone has to learn this year, and you'll learn it when you're actually seeing it in preseason training camp, everything else during the regular season is you can still get the big splash plays, but it doesn't have to be, a ball that is thrown in the air 40 yards down the field. It could be a 10-yard completion, but you hit that guy in stride, and he's going for another 30, 40, 50, 60 yards. And I think we missed that a lot last season. Is not necessarily just the splash plays, but the yak. The yak was completely gone from the offense for a number of different reasons that we've kind of dissected in 15 different ways. But the return of the yak is going to be the one of the biggest additions for the box this year.
1: That's right. And you mentioned Rakeem Jarrett um, a couple minutes ago, Matt. And that's one thing Dave Canales told us on the Peter report podcast. This is a guy who actually gets faster when the ball's in his hands. He yeah. said, we're, we're trying to get Rakeem uh, in, in his route, in his route tree to run at the speed that he does when he has the ball in his hands. But whether it's a, a quick, you know, slant or whether it's something deeper down the field, when he has the ball, in his hands and becomes a ball carrier at that point in time, that's really where he's at at top speed. So great for the Buccaneer coaches to recognize, like, hey, let's get you to play full speed while you're running the routes before you get the ball. But it's nice to know that this guy has some afterburners too, and uh, they're pretty excited about him. He's he's really one of those buzzworthy guys. Yeah. I think I wrote about the Bucks training camp sleepers. He was one of those those receivers. I think he was the receiver, uh, the sleeper at receiver yes. for from my list. I wrote it back in June, but uh, he, pretty exciting player, dynamic player. Uh, I think carried a draftable grade, but just with the blood of receivers and, you know, in the draft this year, even a guy like Trey Palmer just fell to the, mm-hmm. the sixth round. So uh, I think, I think they got a little bit of a steal here at undrafted free agent.
0: Uh, Darius Miller with the, Miller with this question. How many wide receivers do you guys think the bucks will carry on the roster and who makes it? I, I think it's gotta be somewhere between, five and six and because there's such a good a good crop of of competition for the wide receivers this year, I wouldn't be surprised if a couple of more guys make that practice squad and the Bucks try to sneak them on to the uh you know the game day rosters uh on Sunday. So who's going to make it? I mean There's a long way to go. I don't want to make too many predictions just yet. I mean, obviously, Trey Palmer was a draft pick, so he's kind of a little bit more. He's probably
1: wide receiver four, right? So you have Mike, you have Chris, you have uh, Gage, and then you've got Trey Palmer, and then probably two more. Devin Tompkins, if he can hang on to the return job. Yeah. Which Trey
0: Palmer will also be competing for.
1: Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So if, if Palmer wins the return job, that might bump Devin Tompkins out unless he really just shines as a receiver. But I think right now, Raheem Jarrett is probably kind of the dark horse to to make that that team as either wide receiver five or six. Um, but you know what? We'll see. Receivers, one of those positions. We've seen Kenny Bell. We've seen Jalen Darden just light it up yeah. when the, in in OTAs and yeah. <laughs> in the first stages of of training camp. The first three days, there is no pads. Then once the pads come on, then you. It's not like you're. You're getting hit and tackled in training camp, but there is yeah. some friendly fire sometimes, and some guys get gun shy, and we've seen that before. So with receivers, as both Brad Edzik and Dave Canales said, it really depends on the preseason how these guys perform under the lights in pads. Are they still as fast? Can they take a hit? Where they where they run across the middle in that route and and be fearless? That's what's really going to determine the last couple spots for this wide receiver depth chart.
0: I also wouldn't be shocked if David Moore makes the team. Yeah. If they if because he has that experience in this yeah. offense and no one else knows it and it might not be easy for an undrafted free agent rookie, I it would not shock me at all if David Moore makes his team. He was back there returning punts as well. So yeah. I mean, who knows? That might have just been a mini camp thing. Yeah. But I, I, I don't think you could rule it out at all, especially, you know, he made this list for yeah, uh, the top speeds from the forty yard dash for he's got an
1: interesting build. He's he's built like Chris Godwin, uh, actually bigger than Godwin. He's close to two hundred and twenty pounds. He's six foot two twenty. He's actually built like a running back. Uh, that picture it really doesn't do it justice. No. But <laughs> but I mean he's he's a kind of a big thick guy, and and it just brings a little bit of a different element. You know, uh, Mike Evans really only the tall receiver on this team right now at six five. There really yeah. isn't. Another guy, I think you know, Godwin six one, um, Trey Palmer six one, Russell Gage six one. You get a bunch of six one guys. Then you have some smaller guys like the Tay Barbers, the Devin Tompkins, who of course is a mighty might. I mean, he's
0: yeah, five, what <laughs>
1: five five six? Is that right? Five yeah. six.
0: It's it's uh, it's around that. I, I yeah. think you might be a little bit taller, but uh nonetheless,
1: yeah. I mean, so I I think there's. You know, there's a, you know, here's a picture here. This, this is, this has not been manipulated. This has not been altered or Photoshopped. That's Devin Tompkins and Kyle Trask, like legit, serious. Yeah. Like that's, so if you're that tiny, you better be fast. And Devin Tompkins has got some wheels and surprisingly he has some ups. Yeah, uh, That's one thing can and, and it's, were we're talking about on, on our podcast was just this guy can jump. He's got about a 40 inch vertical. He can go up and get it. He mossed Anton Winfield Jr., who's That's not right. a big guy, but still bigger than, than DT. And DT went up and got the ball uh, in the end zone right as as minicamp ended. So it's going to be a, f- a fun position to watch, the receivers, right? And then then you look at, at the running backs, Madden, and, and it's not a bunch of, of absolute blazers, but you know what? The NFL is built around make you miss and break tackles. It's not a ba- based mm-hmm. on pure speed. If you're a running back, You've, you know, the, the, the 12 yard run is a big gain. It's you want a 40 yarder, but but they're scarce in the NFL, right? Yeah. Uh, 20 yarders are scarce because you have, you, you know, NFL hash marks. You don't have the wide side of the field like you did in college. Um, you, you, the, 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 the slowest defensive back in the NFL is faster than most college defensive right. backs, And these guys are smart enough to take angles. So you just don't see a lot of breakaway runs, but there are some guys that, that have respectable speed. Rashad white, the fastest running back four, four, eight, Keyshawn Vaughn, four, five, one, and chase Edmonds, four, five, five. They can scoot. Um, they're not game breakers per se. They're not, uh, Saquon Barkley types, but, you know, I, I think I think they can be effective running backs. And again, trying to get that 12 yarder, That I, you know, running backs average, you know, between four to five yards to carry in the NFL, the closer you get to five, the better you are. And we've even seen Seattle's offense really thrive with guys like Thomas Rawls, Chris Carson, you know, undrafted free agent. And you got a seventh rounder in Chris Carson. Rashad Penny had some pretty good speed. He was a first rounder, but. This is an offense an offensive system that has thrived with guys that have good vision, that can find the cutbacks in in the wide zone and in, in, in the the mid zone scheme. And if you have enough speed and I think the Buccaneers have a stable of, of guys with enough speed, yeah. You can you can rip off some of those 10-12 yard runs and and keep the chains moving and and uh, and wind up with a you know 100-yard rusher maybe not every week but maybe every other week.
0: They're only a select number of running backs across the league that when they line up on any given play, you're like, Oh man, they might take it to the house on this play. Right. Luckily for the bucks. And if you're watching Twitter yesterday, nobody wants to sign their star studded running backs. So, (laughs) so you don't have to worry about that um, at all. So when it comes to the bucks, you know, specifically for the Buccaneers and their, room at at running back in particular yeah i don't think of rashad white as the trailblazing fastest guy uh, in the nfl right i focus a lot more on his elusiveness being able to break tackles which in a small amount of time he has proved that he can be that elusive guy now can he do it for 17 games in a season being the main starter, being the main guy, right. that remains to be seen. I do like the elusiveness that Rashad White brings, which kind of brings me to my next point of, I think it's almost as important that for, to get this running game going, you need an athletic offensive line, especially when it comes to the zone blocking type of scheme that the Bucks are going to bring. Yep. And I think they definitely upgraded in that speed, in that athleticism, along the interior yep. with Cody Mouth playing at right guard. Because, you know, we've watched the videos. We've seen him at practice. Everyone's seen some of the highlights of his first down celebrations where he does a cartwheel and all that yeah. stuff. <laughs> and all I'll say is this. You know, when the Bucs drafted Tristan Wirfs, he had a viral video of jumping out of a pool. So right. his athleticism clearly uh, you know, shine very bright like a diamond, as Rihanna would say. Um, <laughs> Cody Mauk bringing a lot of athleticism to this team, I think, is going to help the run game more than people, yeah, totally realize. And Luke keep being a young guy, I'm not crazy worried about his mobility more than anything else. Right. It's really Ryan Jensen and Matt Filer who I'm a bit concerned about their overall yeah. mobility jensen more for the you know the knee injury and, and sure and returning from that but filer isn't always the the fleetest of uh of foot but i like what cody Mock brings in terms of like the speed and and aggressiveness to this yeah. line
1: now the tight end position you know that's not one that is that it's got any burners in it right i looked kate otten you know just under four <laughs> seven um You've got Payne Durham, who's just under four nine. <laughs> you know, Kokeeft yeah. is is not gonna. Uh, he's not gonna be mistaken for a track star anytime soon. Tanner Taula, again, close to four seven. So that that's the one position that that is, I think, has enough speed, enough wiggle. But you know what? It. I think Dave Canales uh, said it right. He said, tight ends, unless you're a Kelsey or you know. Um, uh, a kittle, kiddle, you know, you, you're, you're not going to be blowing by guys. You have to be able to make those contested catches. You have to be able to box out, position yourself, run good routes. Right. And, uh, and then make the contested catch and, and then use your strength, use your size, right. To, to push off uh, the DB or the linebacker, get a little yak that way. Um, yeah. it, it, this team does not have a lot of speed at, at tight end. It's just more functional speed uh, these these guys are, are, I think, primed to be red zone weapons, uh, first down weapons. Right, you know, make that yeah. that seven yard catch on third and five, move the chains, et cetera. I think that's how the tight ends are going to be used mostly in this offense.
0: And I think that's totally fine. I think the Bucs have more than enough speed, especially at wide receiver, where you know you look at some of the the great all time tight ends. You know, a- after Kelsey's and Tony Gonzalez yeah. and, and Gronk and everything like that. You know, look at someone like Heath Miller or right. Jason Witten. Jason yes. Witten so had a slow. great career and was <laughs> yes. the slowest guy on the field, and right. you know is going to go down as one of the better cowboys in, yeah. in their team history. So, you know, Kate and Payne Durham, they don't they don't have to be that guy, and that's right. that, and that's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. You know, yeah. you all got to work with the cohesiveness of the offense. Yeah, Tom Bucks fan says Gronk was not fast. He went Mongo on the coverage. Yeah, he, he would just, you know, he would push people at the, at the, the club as arm, right. did. Yeah, like he was mobile, but yeah, he wasn't a speedster by any yeah. means. He he was fast enough. So I wouldn't worry about that with uh, with Kate Otten or, or Payne Durham. You really just want to make sure that they get in the end zone. That's going to be most important for them, what they can do on this team. And I got to say, when I'm betting – on football I love doing the prop bets of this player to score a touchdown so you might want to get some of that with uh with the Bucks tight ends this year if they improve with that and if you are going to bet on your favorite football team this year or really any other sport make sure you do it at mybookie.ag we've all been there before a weekend trip to the casino canceled because real life came calling well mybookie's new and improved online casino is here to change the game Dive into a truly realistic casino experience featuring the latest in slots, progressive jackpots, and live dealer action, all from the comfort of your own home. Take advantage of the weekly blackjack tournaments and a brand new collection of high-end games for a chance at real cash rewards. The MyBookie Casino provides a Las Vegas experience when the action's in your hands, and the best part is you don't even need to wear pants, though I'd still... Recommend doing so <laughs> your adventure at the my bookie casino begins today with a generous sign up bonus using the promo code pewter that's p-e-w-t-e-r and that's not all because their revamp loyalty program ensures that you'll be showered with rewards including free spins cashback offers and a host of exclusive vip perks the more you play the more you win so play anytime anywhere with the my Bookie casino. And of course, if you sign up using the promo code pewter, you can get up to a thousand dollars with your first deposit bonus. Even if you learn from plant city math, you know that that is a heck of a deal. So sign up on MyBookie.ag with that promo code pewter. You could start betting on football when it gets here, but you got baseball going on right now. Yep. The women's world cup of soccer, I believe starts in two days. Uh, the golf has their last major tournament of the year. The, Called the Open used to be called the British yeah. Open. You got that you can bet on. There's always a UFC fights, so check out mybookie.ag and uh, start betting to win.
1: Yeah, I need to replenish my account. I didn't do so well last year, so I've got to put more <laughs> money on my bookie. I've been I've been I've been a mybookie customer client now for five years. I've really enjoyed it. They have a great app, so easy yeah. to to place bets. Uh, one of my bigger bets last year was the over under for Kansas State football, and I pounded that. I think there was six and a half. Uh, K-State ended up winning 10 games, won the Big 12, beat TCU, hammered that. And get guess what else is an over and under at five or six and a half? Uh,
0: the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. That's, that's why my Buccaneers. eyes lit up.
1: Exactly. I'm going to pound that too and uh, and hopefully win some cash on that. I, I got to think this Buccaneer team, seven, eight, nine, ten wins, somewhere in that range. But it's going to get you over the – the, the over on that, the six yes. and a half. So uh, my bookie is the place to go, folks. Uh, we use it. It's, it's a great website, great app experience. So make sure you're doing that. We have taken a look at the offensive players. Now let's look at, at where the real speed lies. You, you yeah. thought the, the bucks offense was fast. Well, this uh, bucks defense, uh, Todd Bowles has got to be smiling right now because this is a fast group. Again, the guys in red were here at least last year, if not longer. The guys in orange are the newcomers. So let's start at the top. The fastest Buccaneer, Jamel Dean, 4'3", speed. Uh, don't make a scene. It's just Jamel Spain. Dean, and he's <laughs> he's fast. Zion McCollum tied for the second fastest with Trey Palmer, now the offensive newcomer at wide receiver. Um, Antoine Winfield Jr., four one, 1", and that's tied with Chris Izian, the nickel cornerback slash safety, four four one. 1", Low. Lowe. Uh, who was signed? I think he was probably like a late addition to the practice squad last year, but yeah. but did not see any action. So we kind of put him on here for for this uh, for this sake as, as a newcomer. Four four one, Devin White four four two, very very fast inside linebacker Don Gardner, who was on the practice squad all of last year. Actually had an interception, almost two interceptions in the preseason last year. He is a a dark horse to make this uh, roster, maybe on the practice squad again. Josh Hayes, the newcomer from Kansas State, nickel cornerback slash cornerback. He is a 4-4-4 guy. Uh, Ryan Neal, the new strong safety, 4-4-7. Yaya Diaby, outside linebacker, woo, 4-5-1. Whoa, that's moving for 263 pounds. Ulysses Gilbert, the inside linebacker, who's a reserve trying to make this team. He's going to have to show up on special teams to knock off KJ Britt, four five one, and Carlton Davis four five three. So those are the twelve fastest Buccaneer players on defense. This is top ten, but I actually added two more, so it's top twelve. And uh, so that's there's definitely some more speed there. They've added some some speed. Five newcomers make this list, Matt.
0: Hey, let me tell you, the Bucks better never get beat deep <laughs> against yeah. an offense this year. Because, I mean, obviously you expect your your secondary players to kind of be the fastest, but we're talking 4-3 with Jamel Dean, 4-3-3 with Zion, yeah. uh, and then some of the newcomers like Izian and, and Teron Lowe at 4-4-1 with Winfield as well. Like, there's fast and then there's really fast. And I, I'm willing to bet that the Bucs' secondary has to be one of the fastest secondaries in the NFL. So this is just... This is everything Todd Bowles hopes and dreams for. It's just speed all over the place. And, yeah, younger, faster, you obviously see that with Izzy and Lowe and Josh Hayes as well on this list. Um, So, yeah, so many young guys. And, you know, they're not just fast in the secondary, too. I mean, Devin White's obviously on this list. He's got that speed. Bucks are pretty fast up front, too. Kalija Canty, obviously drafting him. The name to his game is, yeah, he's undersized, but he's got that speed. Logan Hall was someone that ran track, and they loved him because of the speed that he brings. And Vita Vea, I mean, he used to line up at running back and has lined up at tight end in goal yeah. line situations for the Bucks. so he's obviously quick enough for his position. But the Bucs are fast all over the place and very excited to see that speed from Kalijah Cansey. how it meshes yeah. with Vita Vea, how it, how it helps this uh, – this Buccaneers defense, because obviously he's going to have a big role this year.
1: Yeah. And, you know, it's interesting, right? Because when you look at defensive linemen, the 40 yard dash time is is not, you know, it, it's not uh, the, end, the all end all be all, yes, right? Yes. It, it's, it's like you had, uh, you know, you had Warren Sapp, who ran uh, just a little tick um, slower at, I think, 4.62. I mean, Kalaja is just absolutely moving at 4.6, 4.61. Yeah. Uh, but the the thing about Kalaja Kansi, where that speed makes a difference because, you know, you should only take about three, four steps to get to the quarterback, um, you know, especially if you're lined up close, you know, you're playing over a guard, right? So you're not going to have as as much distance to cover. But Matt, I'm not sure if you remember that one play, but there there was a play where, where you've got Baker Mayfield rolling out to his right. It might have been during the OTAs, might have been the, the, the first eight of minicamp. Yeah. But he's rolling out to his right, and it was design rollout. Elijah Cansey, who was playing the weak side three-tech defensive tackle position, so he was on the uh, he was going up against the left guard uh, Matt Filer. Mm -hmm. So he he went from there all the way flat down the line of scrimmage, and prevented Baker Mayfield from who was running out of real estate. He's looking, looking, looking. There was good coverage. He was getting close to the sidelines. So Baker started to tuck and run, and all of a sudden, Kalajah Kansi just came and cut him off, and I think Baker stepped out of bounds for maybe a yard gain. But that would have been a play where Baker probably gets six, seven, eight yards, then yeah. steps out. But the pursuit, the sideline-to-sideline sideline speed for a guy at the defensive tackle position like Kalaja Kansi is just, it's amazing. It's special. I haven't seen that type of speed from any defensive tackle uh, since since Warren Sapp, really.
0: Yeah, and you know what he might as well be running because he's in a practice with no pads and no hitting or anything like that. <laughs> right. So you might as well chase after the quarterback. And yeah, that's funny you mentioned that because it does remind me of like a training camp speed hustle play from Vita Vea, a younger Vita yeah. Vea, when a running back was further down the field that he chased after him and he got to him and you know got the stop, prevented a touchdown. And yeah, sure, maybe Vita Vea is not as quick, yeah. but usually, especially for defensive linemen. Good effort, good energy, yeah. showing that hustle. It pays off in the games. It clearly has paid off for Vita Veya. He's considered one of the best nose tackles in the league. So Kalasha Cansey already instilling yeah. that that energy. That hey, I'm I, I got here, but that doesn't mean that yeah. I've proven anything just yet. Um, so yeah, love seeing that, and obviously Bucks fans and coaches want to see that from sure. uh, from Logan Hall as yeah. well. Going to be a little bit heavier but he put on muscle yeah. not fat so and if you remember that the,
1: remember that colts game where where logan hall was absolutely sprinting down the field and uh, i think it was the colts game it was an away game and he is it, 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 he ran 40 yards down the field and just about prevented the touchdown
0: yeah. another day is here and you're ready for it what to wear check breakfast lunch and dinner check planning for what's next and how to save for it. That's where bank of America can help for your financial to do's bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24 seven in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamericacom talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. I think uh, it was the last preseason game against. Yes.
1: The yeah, yeah, exactly. And, and, uh, that to me just spoke volumes because that's one of those plays where, you know, uh, I think it was a, I think it was a running running play. Yeah. The running back's already breached the line of scrimmage, right? I mean, at that point in time, you're a defensive lineman. You're like, all right, linebackers, safeties, cornerbacks, go get them, right? <laughs> but, but here you have Logan Hall turning and sprinting and running literally 40 yards down the field. And the guy scores the touchdown and Logan Hall was literally about two steps behind just tremendous effort from a big 285 pound defensive lineman. And and that's what you want to see. You want to see that type of of speed. And I think that, that, you know, when you're Logan Hall and okay, I'm the fastest guy here, faster than Vita Vea, you know, faster than Pat O'Connor, faster than Will Golston and Hakeem Hicks. Now, all of a sudden you got Kalijah Kansi, right? And maybe you got to, Amp up your game a little bit. Maybe sometimes, sometimes there's a little competition, right? Um, let's race to, to get to the quarterback and see who gets there first. That kind of thing. Yeah. So I, I think that that Kalaja Kansi is going to have a, a an overall speed effect on this this defense. And you know he wasn't even on that that top uh, twelve list. Uh, and, and you've got Yaya Diaby, uh, sorry, Yaya Diaby. You know who is an absolute burner. Four six one at four hundred or. Uh, 263 pounds. I mean, that's mm-hmm. that's a big guy moving. So I, I think the Bucks accomplished their mission, right? I think yes. the secondary with Ryan Neal, he he was faster than either Logan Ryan or Keanu Neal. Um, so that you got an upgraded speed there. With the nickel cornerback position, that's it's one position we just haven't talked about at all this offseason. But I D Delaney is the placeholder. It's gonna end up, I think, being either Chris Izian or Josh Hayes. Mm-hmm. One of those newcomers is going to claim that job. So you're looking at 4-4-1 with Izian, 4-4-4 with Josh Hayes. That's not much of a drop off from Antoine Winfield who was a 4-4-1 guy uh, last year playing in the nickel spot. But uh, this, the secondary is fast. They've added some speed at, at the outside linebacker position with Diaby along the trenches over the last two years with Logan Hall and Kalaja Kansi. Uh, we're going to see if this experiment works. We're going to see if If this Todd Bowles defense, which actually kind of harkens back to the old Monty Kiffin defense where the the old Tampa 2 was predicated on speed, Derek Brooks, Simeon Rice, uh, Warren Sapp, etc. We're going to see if if faster means better because they are sacrificing some size by going with speed, Matt. And and we'll see because that was the Achilles heel when the Pittsburgh Steelers came to town. Some Packer games when they when the Packers would go with Mike Holmgren would go fine. We're going to put three tight ends out, go thirteen personnel. We're going to run Edgar Bennett right at you, and we're going to see if your undersized defense, Monty Kiffin, can hold up, or if the quickness in the speed can penetrate and get some tackle for losses and negate that running game. So, some big questions about speed and if speed means a good thing on on the defensive side of the ball. I think it does, but
0: right. Yeah, I would I would just say that the key is can the Bucks defense combine their speed with the like intangibles of the game? Like what you were talking about with Levante David earlier, yeah. that Levante might not be the fastest, but you know he's gonna get to the hole when he sees the play develop and the running backs is right. going to, have to get there. Where Devin will get there quicker, but then he'll overpursue and he'll miss. Yes. And I, I think you can worry about about that with with some of the guys, like you know, Zion McConnell if he gets more playing time this year. Right. You know he has the speed but does yeah. he have the the instincts and the intangibles? Yeah. I think that's the most important, especially for the younger guys, like the rookie class and, and everyone uh, of that nature. If they can do yeah. that, then the sky's the limit for this defense, but they also, yes, can get taken advantage of because. of
1: this. Yeah. Good question here from Darius Miller. Who do you think Bowles uses as a NASCAR package with the speed we've got up front that that's probably like a third and long type of, of package yeah. you're talking about there. Um, we, we called it back in my Pop Warner days, I had a, a package called Jet where I would take basically safeties and put them as my edge linebacker, as my uh, edge rushers, take the edge guys, put them up the middle. And just it's nothing but pure speed on the field yeah. there. That, it's a fun little package to play with when you're just pinning your ears back and getting after the quarterback. That, that's, that's a good, interesting uh, question there. I, I think maybe... Joe trying kicks inside.
0: Yeah. I think he's got to go inside. Cause he did yeah. a little bit of that last year. I think you keep Shaq on the, on the yeah. outside anyway. Cause he's to yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Through. Yeah. On the other side. Right. Yeah. So you have those guys, you have JTS uh, and, and then you have Kalaja Kansi. I mean, yeah. that that's, that's a pretty fast quartet of, of guys right there that, uh, you know, that, that can penetrate and, and make some things happen. And then blitz
0: Devin White for fun anyway.
1: Let's do it. Blitzed. Yeah. Right. Let's just blitz him or, <laughs> Le, or Levante. So yeah, it's, There's a lot Todd Bowles can do. Uh, He's got personnel guys now that 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 he can really play that chess match chess match with that he didn't have before. Uh, You know, he he thought that Akeem Hicks was going to be, you know, a guy that could that could really be a more athletic version. You know, uh, of like another Vita Vea in terms of Mm -hmm. just a real big athletic guy. He didn't have anything left in the tank. Will Golston went from four and a half sacks at career high uh, in 2021 to no sacks last year. So. This year, there should be some more sack production. Let's see if they can hold up against the run.
0: Yeah, we'll see. And we haven't talked about Greg Gaines at all, but he should be in there to at least like help stop the run and, yeah. and uh, you know help out some of the other guys when they need a breather. Obviously, defensive line, there's a a pretty large rotation in general. So you're going to be seeing all of these guys for sure. It's just a matter yeah. of who uh, who earns a little bit extra playing time next to – beat a van that's what we'll find out during training camp
1: that's right we're going to find out tomorrow uh who matt matera likes with with these over and unders this year uh mike evans thousand yard receiver chris godwin thousand yard receiver Well, they were last year what's it going to hold in this new this new buccaneer offense with dave Canales? you know he had a pair of thousand yard guys in seattle tyler lockett and dk metcalf so i think it's a safe bet maybe that that those guys are going to hit the marks we'll see about rashad white but Fun show tomorrow night, 7 p.m. Remember, we're in the offseason, so we go primetime, 7 p.m. on Wednesdays and Thursdays. And, of course, Thursday's show is going to be a good one. Matt's going to team up with Josh Capo and talk about how Baker Mayfield really fits this Bucks offense quite well and show some video about exactly the things that Baker can do and do very well. So that's going to round out the week Thursday at 7 p.m. But we got a little preview of what's happening next Monday night. That's right, Rondé Barber, Hall of Famer. Bucks legend is going to be joining Matt and I on Monday at four o'clock. So make sure that you don't miss that. Peter Report will have all the coverage live from Canton, Ohio for Rondé's induction. And we'll have some great uh, video content from D- Tony Dungy, uh, John Lynch, Derek Brooks, Warren Sapp, as well as Rondé, live from Canton. So that's going to be a great, great show on Monday. Don't uh, don't miss that. Plus, don't miss all of our great content. Right, Matt?
0: That is right. We are always churning out content, so make sure make sure you follow us on our social media platforms, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and threads, all at Pewter Report. And of course, our YouTube channel is Pewter Report TV. Please like and subscribe to our YouTube channel. We always have different videos, whether it's analysis on something, our podcast, which is four times a week. Obviously, um, we have different podcast clips. We have press conference clips um different videos from practice and training camp can't wait for a training camp to roll around so we can get some fresh new bucks content up yeah. there as well with players actually performing which is always great so as well on our social media
1: matt speaking of video here's a special video for you pewter people
0: at amuni financial we help you live in the now congratulations. congratulations we're so happy thank for you. you thank you and even though the now may feel very different you still need to plan for the future How's retirement treating you? Oh, just fantastic. I know I say it all the time, but you really got to come up to Colorado. Let's do it. All right. Yeah. We can help you develop that plan to keep you on track, so you can still
1: prepare for tomorrow, today. muni Financial, plan ahead, stay ahead. That's right, a muni Financial, folks. Uh, we want you to give a muni Financial. Uh, your business sure but at least a call at least give them a call and and see if they can help you navigate the the world economic situation we have going on inflation is high and and prices are going up how's your portfolio doing get a second opinion call the folks at immuni financial it's where i have most of my financial assets 1-800-868-6864 or visit them on the web at immuni.com advisory services brokerage services legacy and retirement planning Investment, banking, insurance, annuities, they've got it all. And they've helped uh, pewter people like you and their clients uh, from uh, the Tampa Bay area all across the country since 1980. Immuni.com. Visit Immuni Financial at Immuni.com.
0: All right. That's going to do it for us on today's show. For Scott Reynolds, I'm Matt Matera saying thanks, everybody, for watching. And we will see you tomorrow for another edition of the Pewter Report podcast. Out out like subscribe with threats to our nation waiting around every corner adaptability is more important than ever when conditions change without notice